Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the podcast dedicated to helping professionals and leaders amplify their voice, impact and influence. Are you ready? Let's go. Beautiful people, welcome on the Stand Up From the, the Crowd podcast and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I wish you all the best for this new year. You know, be healthy, be wealthy, be happy, you know, and most importantly, you do you, right? We don't care about what other people think what they don't think, no matter what we do, we don't do, people will have an opinion. So you do you, you enjoy yourself and you live your life to the best. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Darin Benamara and I'm the host of the Stand Up From The Crowd podcast. Each week I interview some of the brightest leaders and entrepreneurs of our time. And we are kicking off in 2023, we are kicking off season three with a focus on Canadian women leaders who challenge the status quo and, you know, who shape the present and the future of our country. Canada is a beautiful and diverse country, yes, and we women are here, our voice matter, and we take the space that we need to take in order to make the change happen. But before we dive further, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave your review on the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And you know what? My standout guest today, Nuhaila, is a recipient, and let me read it here, is a recipient of the Bay Street Bulls Woman of the Year 2021, which means, for those of you who may not be aware of it, that she's one of the most powerful woman leaders in Canada, okay? So, this is your time to take your pen, your notebook, because you want to take note of everything she's going to share with us, right? So she is a Silers Aspiring Innovator Award 2022. So join us as we discuss her journey and how she on how she helps newcomer like get into tech and be successful the way she did it successfully for herself and her career. So please help me welcome Nuhaila. Nuhaila, how are you doing today? Hello, thank you. What a beautiful introduction. I really appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And for those of you watching the live, the replay as usual, leave your comment and question in the comment section so we you can take part in the conversation and, you know, we can answer your questions. So, Nuhaila, one of the most powerful women in Canada. H how do you feel about it? You know, like, even my, just myself by seeing it, I feel fancy. <laughs> but how do you feel about it? I guess this is, this is a great recognition of all the hard work you have been doing since you came to this country. Thank you. Well, 
I know I don't usually think of myself that way, but when you put it that way, it feels pretty uh, surreal. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Honestly, I just enjoy what I do and powerful is a very relative term. I think we all are powerful in our own way, regardless of, you know, what uh, recognition we get outside. That's that's very true. Very true. So you moved to Canada more than a decade ago. You were very young, actually. You were 17 years old at that time. So very brave, very strong woman. I can tell you, I moved to Canada, I was 23, and I felt I was a baby. So you moving here at the age of 17, uh, that, that was very brave of you. So can you tell us a little bit of, you know, the process moving here in terms of how, why did you decide to take a leap of faith and leave everything behind at such a young age to come to Canada? For sure. So before I start, I'm just going to make a quick disclaimer. Maybe uh, people here who don't know me might not notice, but I uh, had last week a little bit of a nerve damage this side of my face. So this side of my face is temporarily paralyzed, but I am regaining full um, uh mobility over my face so if you see me blinking at you with with one eye i'm not winking at you i am just paralyzed um and, and but, you look you look beautiful like this too i must say thank you i really appreciate it um so how i came to canada uh i was 17 years old i graduated from high school it was always my dream to go to university abroad and uh, i was very privileged to have a supportive family who, who supported me as an international student to come to Canada. Um, and I just packed my, my one suitcase by myself and uh, when came here, I, I showed up and the rest is history. Wow, that's, it can be that simple. Like, honestly, it can be sometimes that simple. You have to believe in yourself and, you know, believe that, you know, this is your your destiny to move and, you know, to follow your your dream and your passion. So, was it clear from you for you from the beginning that you want to build a career in tech or like is that something that you discover like on the go oh not at all not clear at all uh when i came uh here when i was 17 i was i didn't even know what i wanted to study i ended up picking political science because it seemed broad enough to give me open up a few opportunities a few doors uh, I definitely thought I was headed towards politics, maybe international development. Uh, and I did kind of start going that way, even law. Um, but uh, I, I ended up in tech and I'm so grateful that that's where I ended up in. It's really my, my true calling. So we know that tech is a, a, a male-dominated environment, even though more and more women are breaking into tech, but we know the challenges, right? So as a woman and as an immigrant woman what were the challenges that that you face uh entering the tech space mm -hmm. so uh i will start as as an immigrant um because uh, you know the tech space is a very tight-knit community um it's all about who you know it's about having the connections it's about understanding how the way things work and newcomers lack exactly that. They lack who you know. How are you supposed to break into these very tight-knit circles without knowing people over there? 
So I would say that's like the biggest barrier. Um, in terms of being a woman, I would say also obviously tech is a male dominated industry, but we're so lucky to have such a powerful woman in tech community that supports one another. That's how I got into tech, um, that there's really lots of positives and exciting things happening for women um, there as well too. So can you give us uh, some examples of, of how did you start to connect with, with people? Because moving to Canada, and it's true, when you move to Canada, the first thing that you hear people telling you is, you have to network, you have to network, you have to network. Yes, but where do you get started? What, what, what do you do? So how did you start connected, connecting with uh, uh, influencers or leaders in the tech industry? Yes, that's a great question. So I went to a lot of events when I came in here. Uh, when I graduated um, and I was like, all right, now I'm looking for a job. I actually left Canada and came back again. So I was a newcomer all over again. And I was like, okay, now this is hard. Now I don't have a university network. Now I don't have, you know, my, I don't know, student residence. Now I'm really on my own. I was in an Airbnb um I was just looking for a job i took a job on the side that was a minimum wage just to kind of um mm -hmm. keep going um but in the meantime i volunteered for uh, i reached out to a research center based out of my university uh they had a mission that i really aligned with i volunteered for them i went to events nonstop, not because i i forced my i did force myself it can be exhausting but because of the topics um, that, that were being discussed and of the people. And I think that I really focused on connecting with people organically and naturally. And that's where, how one thing led to the other. I ended up getting my first tech job by volunteering to for that organization. And mm. I'm saying that people should go out and volunteer work for free. Definitely know your value um, and ask for compensation. But for me, that's how it worked out. But you know, actually, volunteering can be a strategic move, and exactly. it is a strategic move. I was able to get my first job in Canada because of the volunteer experience, and so I had referrals and recommendations that I could showcase when I was applying for jobs back in time because of the volunteer work that I did. So uh, there is this debate, you know, you don't want to work for free, like, but volunteering first of all that can be a passion and some people they just love and enjoy doing it because it's a way of of giving back to uh, the community but true when you are a newcomer like you need to be able to make money quickly right because you you got to pay the bills you got to find the you got to pay the, the rent and everything else but like volunteering can be a shortcut actually to finding your first job in this country and i'm glad you're sharing it because that was my experience too that's amazing to hear. Um, I'm just a little bit sensitive for newcomers specifically because we absolutely need to pay newcomers no. when they come in, even if they don't have Canadian experience, that whole narrative needs to go away. Mm -hmm. uh, so there definitely needs to be a little bit of balance as well and employers mm -hmm. and organizations shouldn't expect um, newcomers to work for free, for sure. So um, you you grew like your career in intake for a, a couple of years then you get some recognition um when did you realize that you could you could have a much bigger impact 
by starting your own company. Because I know and I hear a lot of people saying, you know, I'm, I'm done working nine to five. That's not something I want to do with. I know I can have a greater, a bigger impact, but you know, like you have to take the leap of faith and there are like challenges and uncertainty that, that goes with it as well. So when, first of all, when did you realize that you could have a greater impact outside of the scope of the work you were already doing? Sure. So I think I was very lucky to work in environments that allowed me to show myself that I can have great impact. The first tech startup I worked at had uh, an amazing impact and, and project that I worked on that really showed me, yes, I can. The incubator that I worked at uh, allowed me to lead an amazing women founders program that really showed me impact that I could have. Uh, in terms of my business scale without borders, which by way of introduction, we help immigrants find resources in tech and employers uh, connect with immigrant tech talent. Um, for, for that one, it was really, I was already really loving my job and having this, you know, great impact with full time. But then I thought, you know what, there's this community like newcomers that I didn't see a lot of focus on for tech specifically. There's a lot of support for newcomers, but from tech, I didn't see that. And at the beginning, it was just a small event that I threw out there. Um, and as it grew bigger and bigger, and I started figuring out, oh, this is actually now a side business. And now I was like, oh, well, actually, this is not just a community. This is a business. This is this is a startup. We're helping employers recruit. We're helping newcomers get access. We can create a business model. And when we started generating a little bit of revenue, I think that's when I was like, I, I can do this. I can actually just really shift my focus full time on this and grow it. And when we started seeing those little early aha signs, that's when I was like, all right, it's time to go. Uh, I think, I think I can do this. I'm still, I'm still on the journey. So I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yes, please keep us posted. And what are the challenges that, that uh, you face uh, entering the entrepreneurship world? Uh, how long? I don't, how long do we have, Darin? <laughs> <laughs> the list is long. We know yeah. that. <laughs> but at least, you know, um, the, the, the challenges maybe that you didn't expect. Mm -hmm. So I went into it, I think, um, pretty uh, naively, which is a good thing, right? Because we don't want to expect too many challenges and like discourage yourself. Um, so as I mentioned, I didn't think I was, oh, I'm now a business owner. It was just, I was just building a community. And then this led to that. Um, a few challenges. First of all, um, I would say take things slowly, right? It's a step, it's a 1000 kind of step journey. You, I, it's, I don't think about the 1000 steps. I try to think of just the steps ahead of me. Um, keeping in mind the bigger picture, um, in terms of uh, getting no's, uh, don't be discouraged. I think like you will get a lot of no's, um, uh, and that's okay. Uh, I actually am learning to rejoice in no's and I focus a lot in the yeses. I have so many people who are supportive, our clients and our partners and, and people. I just, I focus all my attention on that and I think it helps it grow. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I would say also is competition. Uh, to keep in mind the competition is 
sometimes they're not comp competitors, sometimes they're collaborators. So mm -hmm. uh, that's a really huge mind shift, um, mindset shift for me as well. Um, of course, there will be a couple of direct competitors and, and definitely you want to kind of be at the end of the day, this is a business and you want to be kind of on top. Um, yeah, I, I think those are like the main challenges that I faced over time. Uh, and then it's a, it's it's a marathon. It's really not a sprint. And sometimes I love to sprint. I, I'm a I'm a runner, literally. So so yeah. Oh, oh, I can relate so much. And you know, I like that you said I entered the business world naively. And it's true because, like everything in life, you are never ready. And oftentimes people hold themselves back because they feel they are not ready enough. They wait to be ready. But you are never ready. And especially with, I want to say, leadership and entrepreneurship, I see a lot of parallels there. Because as a leader, the way you want to lead your team, the way you want to impact your team, the way you want to be able to uh, uh, change people's lives, you know, transform people's lives, you 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 know that you want to do it, but there is no secret sauce that you master and say, hey, I am ready now. This is what I'm going to do and this is what's going to happen. No, right? And with entrepreneurship, it's, it's exactly the same thing. Like if you think too much about it, like there is so many reasons and there, there is actually way more reasons why not to start a business <laughs> than reasons why you should start a business but as you said it's a mindset shift and you want to be able to focus on the positive because it takes time it takes greed it takes it takes a long time to understand as an entrepreneur how you want to run your business build your business run your business and how you can make an impact and that's something that evolves anyway you know this is a very dynamic process so what you believe to be true today won't be true six months from now and in the tech industry i guess you know the the, the timeline is even shorter because of the innovation and everything that is happening but like it's about being able to adapt yourself to the current situation and you know and focus on the positive that's what I would say. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Oh, yes. Couldn't agree more. Yes. That's correct. <laughs> I agree. So, so we have a, we have a few people joining us here. So some private users, I don't see you on the screen, but I see uh, Abiola. I see who else? I see Nadja from Switzerland. Uh, and we have a, com a couple of more people joining from Canada. Keep the comments and the questions popping, please, so we can answer all that you want to know. Either you're watching the live again or the replay because we look at all your comments. My next question to you now, what would be the two, three tips um, that you would give to women and immigrant women, newcomers, uh, who want to get into the tech space? So you said one of the challenges that you faced, you know, is building your network and getting access to people. So obviously one of those tips uh, would be network, network, network in the tech, tech space. And in, in every part of your life, this is about, about who you know 
And I want to add who knows you, right? That's, that's why as a woman, as a woman leader, I'm big on promoting yourself, uh, building your personal brand, uh, uh, showcasing your expertise, because the more people see you and the more people understand who you are and the value that you can bring to the table, the more when you reach out to those, to those leaders, it will be easier to make that connection because when they will Google you, they will understand right away that you are serious about what you want to do or what you are doing. So networking is definitely a big uh, piece of it. But what are the other uh, few tips that you would give to women who want to get into uh, the tech space? That's a great question. I would say um, building more on that, there is a huge woman in tech community that is ready to support you. Um, it really was a woman in tech who was actually heading women in tech events that helped me get into my, my job. Um, so tap into that. They understand the challenges in a male dominated industry, but same thing for immigrant, right? There's an, obviously I'm going to say immigrant in tech community, like scale that borders. They're specifically there to support newcomers and immigrants, right? So go to the communities that would face the same challenges as you and reach out to them and, they will help you because they've been in the same space as you. Uh, but beyond that, don't also, that's just like step number one, then go and blaze your own trail, right? What are you getting out of these networks? What are you getting out of this content? Uh, what do you want to do? And just honestly go for it in a very detached way. What's the worst that's gonna happen? When I launched my business, I was just like, well, it's at the, at the end of the day, it's, it may, it'll just be like a nice event with like, great people connecting, like what's the worst that's gonna happen for, for me? Um, so that's one one uh, one one tip for immigrants and, and women in, in tech. Um, in terms of uh, other other tips, I would say maybe specifically for, for women, I know that something that I noticed is that um, masculine traits are more rewarded in a male dominated environment, uh, you know, whatever, getting things done, uh, competition, whatnot. Um, and, you know, I, I do have a lot of those traits as well. But also it's important if you want to rely on sort of like um, um, uh, just, I would say, really, we, we also have like a strong intuition as women in general. And for me, that helped me a lot about knowing exactly connecting to myself about what I want to do and following that with so much faith and so much confidence. Um, I'm, I'm also a spiritual person and I do, I believe in God as well and really relying on God for in my, uh, in my journey has been incredibly helpful. I try not to swim too much against the tide and really let the tide kind of carry me and lift me in my entrepreneurial uh, um, but I do have a lot of like different traits so I'm also like go 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 as well but I try to balance between those two that's that's very important what you're saying here the the masculinity traits versus femininity and and it's true like when you evolve in a male-dominated environment especially as women high achievers mm. Women high achievers, as you said, we're on the go, go, go. We want to achieve, we achieve one goal, and then we're on to the next, on to the next, and then to the next. And it's true that we want to showcase our strengths and the way of showcasing our strengths, our confidence, oftentimes by showcasing masculinity, uh, masculine traits, right? And 
I was 100% in this, like, same way, like, 100%, you know, I'm a rock, don't mind, my gender has nothing to do with me. And it's like I was hiding my feminine traits because I wanted to be successful. But at some point, I just realized I was not, I was no longer aligned with who I was because for so long I have been hiding my feminine traits that I got lost with myself. I'm like, what do I do? How do I do it? What, like, you know, so many questions started to pop up. And then some, and someday I was sharing it with one of my friends and she was asking me questions, but, and, and like naively, or, you know, she was really on point. She asked me, but when do you allow your feminine part to take over, you know, to express itself? And I was like, never. And I had never asked myself these questions, right? And she was like, no, if you want to be successful in the long run, on your own term, being yourself, you have to express your feminine uh, part. Otherwise, this is not you. This is not who you are. And this is not sustainable. And, and, and that was very true. For me, that was literally an aha moment when I realized, you know, I can be kind and I can be soft and I can be I can be assertive and I can be strong and I can be everything that I can be being me and being feminine right it doesn't take anything away from your leadership is that something that uh, you that that you can relate to as well absolutely yes and 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 also and and these are just sort of like traditional traits recognized by society right there's no there's no like proof out there that says, okay, this is masculine, this is feminine, this is just sure. sort of like conventional talk, right? Um, but I, I do find that that traditionally masculine traits have been more rewarded unfairly. And so that has led us to kind of um, repress or try to mimic some of those traits and and, and whatnot. And, um, and and that's totally fine if that's you, because again, as I mentioned, it is, it is also me. I have a lot of those mm-hmm. traits as well, and I'm very happy and I'm not going to change them. Uh, but I also find that Oh, actually, and I have, and I also have this set of traits, which are are miraculous. Actually, they're helping me a lot, and I'm gonna rely more on them too. Yes, and did you feel? Did you see? Did you notice a difference when you decided to embrace who you are entirely, as opposed to you know showcasing some traits traits versus others? Did you feel like empowered? Did you feel like more uh, of a leader? And did you feel yeah the power that coming from within that you could do whatever you wanted to do just by being yourself absolutely yes and I and I think I was lucky to kind of make that realization a little bit earlier in my career so I definitely noticed that and also I just I feel better too like Mm -hmm. it's good for my mental health to be in my own my own self my authentic self my own pace you know working in the way that I want to so it feels better, which is ultimately the number one kind of, for me, um, a measure of success is like you wake up in the morning and you're like, yes, yes. this is it, right? You're excited yes. and you know all of this. Yes, I agree 100%. If there was uh, one thing, one major impact that you would like to achieve with uh, your company at Scale Without Borders. And if you are interested in learning more uh, about uh, Nuhaila's work, the link is in the comment section. So feel free to click it 
and to learn more about it. So if there is one thing that you would like people to remember about your impact, what would that be? That's a tough question. It is a tough question. I mean, like, hopefully, like, down the road or now? Down the road. Okay. Uh, would love to see every single newcomer immigrant um, bring their full selves, actualize their full potential in the tech industry um, to, to really kind of shape up a, a beautiful world, uh, you know, ahead of us because tech is really big and it's, it's, it is really changing the world. So that, that would be my biggest uh, kind of aspiration. Wow, opening the tech world to diversity because this is what it is then, you know, having like creating an industry that is a reflection of our society. Uh, that, that's exactly it. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, uh, Nuhaila, for, for your time, for joining us uh, today, despite uh, a, a few uh, challenges. But thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate, um, you know, sharing your story, your inspiring story with us, uh, with so much uh, generosity and openness. Um, I love those conversations and I hope for those of you listening, watching as well, it inspires you. And as you can see, you know, uh, we are uh, regular people, like everyday people, like, like believe, like who decided one day, you know, that they could make an impact and that they could do more and who simply decided to believe in your, in themselves. So if we did it, you can do it to go for it like the, the the beauty is outside of the comfort zone i know it sounds cliche but this is so so true so thank you nuhaila you take care you stay safe and i will see you everyone next week for another live episode of stand out from the crowd thank you everyone bye bye <laughs>